Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. Today is March the 13th, and we are continuing on our Bible reading plan as we read through the Bible in the year of 2023. Yesterday, we started the book of Matthew, and this is such an exciting book. It's one of the Gospels. I said yesterday it was written to the Jewish people, Matthew's audience, as he's trying to convince the Jews all these things that they read and heard through the prophets and the scriptures and how they came true through Jesus. So let that be a reminder as we read it. What's the intent of Matthew writing this as we jump today into Matthew, starting in chapter 5. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way... Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter nor the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, Anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court, and anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister Has something against you? Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, 
or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply, yes, or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you or take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Matthew chapter 6 Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, 
and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or... What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew chapter 7 Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, 
it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet, in turn and tear you to pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you, then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. Only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. First, let me just say that I read a chapter from tomorrow's reading plan because I wanted to finish the entire Sermon on the Mount as one reading. This, by the way, is the title of the passage that we read for today. It was called the Sermon on the Mount. It literally is Jesus' first recorded sermon, and it's on the side of this really large hill that they would call a mount. 
in this sermon gives us really big insights to Jesus's theology of the scriptures. Okay, so the word theology simply means this, the study of God or the investigation of the things of God. And if I could sum up the entire Sermon on the Mount in one sentence, it would be this, do to others as you would have them do to you. Oh, wait, I'm not summing it up this way. Jesus did. He said in Matthew seven twelve. so in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. But you might be asking, how does this sum up the law and the prophets? Well, you have to take this into context of everything you know about the book of Matthew. Remember, he's writing this to the Jews, and specifically to the devout Jews who knew the scriptures. That's why we said he is constantly saying things that refer to the teachings of the prophets or to the scriptures that were written. So now Jesus is talking with those who already know the rules, if you will, to being a God-fearing Jew. But the problem comes when religiosity hinders relationship with others. And this is what they were experiencing. So Jesus is setting the record straight. He's showing them that you can't be in right relationship with God if you're not in right relationship with others. They have to go hand in hand. Listen. How we treat others is a direct reflection of our understanding and how God treats us. For this reason, Jesus says to put others first. In fact, did you realize that every time Jesus mentions something for you in this sermon, it is attached with the relationship it has with others? Listen to this. You are the light of the world. What's he say next? So let it shine for others. You are the salt of the earth. Make things flavorable for others. If someone asks you for something, he basically says give them double. Someone who offends you, what do you do? Turn the other cheek. Jesus emphasizes this point over and over in these chapters, even to the point of saying that if you know someone has a problem with you and you're about to leave a sacrifice for God, put it down. Go make things right and then come back and offer your sacrifice. In the context of his listeners of that day, this was huge. Jesus, you're telling me to forget the sacrifices that we were instructed to make by God in order to talk to someone who has a problem with me? Notice what Jesus said. He didn't say, if you have a problem with someone else... It says that if someone has a problem with you, make things right. You see, Jesus is showing us how vital relationships with others really is. You cannot have a clear conscience or a right heart when there is a problem with other people. We have to stop and make things right so that we can have right relationship with God. Think about it this way. You don't forgive others so that they are all right, do you? No, you forgive others because if you don't, you hold anger and resentment and frustration with them. And that plagues your thoughts and drives a wedge between you and them and even more between you and God. Other people don't care if we forgive them or not. In fact, they go about their day like nothing's even happening, don't they? But when you don't forgive them, you hold that bitterness. You hold something inside that only hurts and destroys you. 
So you have to forgive them. Or think about humility. If you're a humble person, you're able to get along with others much better than a prideful person. Humility gives others the chance to be loved and honored properly. Pride causes you to have faulty relationships and affects how you view what you deserve and what God should do for you. Look, Jesus had a perfect formula here. Put others first. In fact, if you were to go through your day putting others first, you would find more peace than ever. The person who doesn't have peace is usually the person who asks what others should be doing for them or who thinks through what they believe they deserve. They end up miserable and hurt. At the end of the day, I know this. I am a sinful person who has made sinful decisions that break God's heart. Yet, He unequivocally loves me, even though I don't deserve it. This is the example shown to me in scriptures through Jesus. So the more I am able to represent that type of love towards others, the more Christ-like I am. And that, Jesus says, sums up the law and the prophets. That's all the time we have together for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.